0: Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything, to stand firm. And now, Battle Ready with Father Dan Rehill.
1: Good day, welcome to Battle Ready. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Eternal God, in your great love, you gave your servant Nicholas a perpetual name. For deeds of kindness on land and sea, grant that your church may never cease to work for the happiness of children, the safety of sailors, the relief of the poor, and the help of those who are tossed by tempests of doubt or grief. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. So today I'm coming to you live from San Diego. I woke up, it's early here, it's seven-ish, woke up to um, the sun just peeking over the uh, horizon with uh, the, the lime trees blooming all these fresh limes and the pool and slept with the window open last night, imagine, in this uh, December 6th that we could do that. But it's it's a totally different climate here. And I have somebody very special with me today. And her name is Jessica Fershing. Hello, Jessica.
0: Hi, Father Dan. How are you? I am well. Thank you, you have
1: a beautiful home. Yes, thank you. You live in a beautiful part of the world. And you're from here. You're a native. I am. You're a native. Um, I was just reading about what San Diego means. Did you know where the name came from?
0: It's St. Didacus, isn't it?
1: Exactly. Good yes. for you. <laughs> this is the first uh, holy missionary, Franciscan missionary, that came to this region. And his name was St. Didicus, which they made Diego when he. they named the Bay after him around here. So that's how it got the name. So a little bit, I just wanted to speak briefly before we dive in with Jessica about uh, Nicholas. Nicholas has some interesting stories. and The first one is a little gruesome. Of, 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 <laughs> the legend says that during a famine in the town of Myra, which is in Greece, where he lived, Three young boys were lured into a butcher shop where they were killed and then brined in wooden barrels with the intention of being sold as ham. Uh, And the bishop worked a miracle, bringing the pickled children back to life and saving them from that gruesome fate. So uh, no small miracles to be raising the dead and then even restoring them from being pickled. Uh, But the most famous one is probably the three young women who were poor and the family had no money. They could not pay the dowry for these women to get married, and it looked like they may even have to go into prostitution to survive, so he sold everything, remember the great uh, command of Jesus to the rich young man, sell everything and come follow me, Nicholas did just that, he sold everything, and he took these little bags of gold and tossed them through the window into the three young women's home, and each of them had dowries to get married and eventually did get married and their lives were uh, spared from total ruin and misfortune. So that's where the whole Christmas legend of the putting the stockings out over the fireplace, which I'm looking at right now in this home, uh, it's for that, that very old legend of how he came to rescue the three women. Uh, indeed, a wonderful saint. And uh, he was a bishop so he, his robes would have been not like Santa Claus per se, but he would have been pretty well dressed and perhaps even in a red tapestry for uh, some of the Feasts of the Martyrs. So anyway, St. Nicholas, pray for us. Okay, Jessica, let's get into your story. So you, when I asked you what you're passionate about, you said, the. I, I think we have talked about the word of God, yes. the Bible, the scriptures, because this is very important to you. This is kind of this whole group down here of what you do. So yes. tell us about that.
0: Yes. Uh, yes. The reason you're here is to speak at our Christmas luncheon, Women's Christian Fellowship, which is a Bible study, uh, Catholic, mm-hmm. uh, that was started over 40 years ago by Angie Lake. And she writes the studies, has the imprimatur from the bishops. And um, and
1: this is a small group of about 10 people. Uh,
0: I, usually around <laughs> 100 or so. The luncheon will be close to 200. 200.
1: OK, that's, um, I was
0: joking. Yes, we meet every Thursday. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a head to a heart Bible study. So you do the initial questions, the context, but then it really dives deeper. You then ponder the heart questions. How does it apply to your life today in, mm-hmm. in the word? Perfect. A- and then you spend time meditating. And so being still with the Lord. So it teaches you how to pray with scripture mm-hmm. and then, and then you listen and I think you've talked about this a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. Um, and, and then you learned how to listen to the Lord and what he's speaking to. So I've been doing it since I moved to San Diego since 2008, Women's Christian Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it trains you to really hear the voice of the shepherd. Mm-hmm. So in these times, we won't be deceived by yeah. other voices.
1: And it is a discipline. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the part that people wrestle with because people want immediate answers. Like they want to be able to just say, Lord, what should I do here? And then he will appear to them and say, do this. That's not how it works. So it comes over time and practice and discipline where I had to use a journal when I started out because I had to write everything down because I was otherwise I would lose track of my, my, my thoughts. Mm-hmm. and I'd be distracted. And a very wise priest said, well, even if you start praying like this and you're meditating on, on, a, on a scripture and suddenly you have the thought, you know, take the chop meat out of the freezer. If you write it down, oh, Jesus, I'm just having this thought that I forgot to take the chop meat out of the freezer. You're still praying because you're talking to him. But then your mind will let it go because, you know, it's already on the page and you can, you can go on. And if you do this long enough. You, you It transitions into your everyday life, whereas you don't have to be sitting in your, you know, your prayer chair in the morning with your Bible, you can just be driving along, and suddenly you hear a line from a song on the radio that immediately speaks to your heart, and maybe even answers a big question you, had. you're like, oh, there it is, there's the answer, right?
0: I get a lot of that, like,
1: in the shower. (laughs) Tell tell us, tell us about it.
0: Well, no, I'll, I'll have worked on, you know, that particular scripture for the week, and then throughout the week, things pop up, and it's, the Lord is revealing more and more to me through that mm-hmm. that I hadn't really thought about and how it will apply in mm-hmm. my whatever is going on in that week or uh, with the family or, or something
1: of that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, years, so I, I was away from the church for a long time and uh, I'm still very good friends with my college buddies who I live with. And I mean, I was a little bit of a hellraiser in college, it, not in a, a mean-spirited way, but just in a wild way. And one day, uh, one of my good friends, Lori, and her husband, Jeff, also a good friend, um, they were they they doing a Bible, some kind of scripture study as well. And that day they had the scripture, uh, the stone rejected has become what will become the cornerstone, right? And that's the day I called and said, it must have been like November 5th. 2000 because that's the day I knew I was called to be a priest and I said guess what I'm going to be a priest the Lord called me to be a priest and I don't know if she was up on a ladder cleaning out leaves out of the gutter or her husband but they almost fell off because they were like we had the scripture today the the stone rejected will become the cornerstone we were thinking it was like could that be about Dan it was very interesting yeah. yeah but like how that just opens up immediately you know what it's for yes so
0: well it's interesting because you know I was raised you know like a lot of Catholics our age, you went to CCD and that was it. And you go to mass and there's the crucifix and Christ on the cross, but that's all I knew about him. Mm-hmm. I, I was very clueless. And uh, so it wasn't until uh, I was in my thirties really. And, and I was, my the oldest daughter at that time was three and I was putting her to bed. She was going to Presbyterian preschool and she said, "Mommy." Did you know in the beginning it was dark and then God made the light and then this? And she tells me the whole creation story. And I could tell they had had chapel day that day. Mm. And then at the end, she's like, but mommy, who made God? And I just was I was speechless. I'm like, oh, let's ask your teacher in the morning. I knew nothing. So that was what motivated me um, to start scripture. There was another mom in the preschool class. I know she was going to a Bible study. It was a non-denominational one, but I went to Costco. I bought my Bible and (laughs) uh, I went to the class. And then my first homework assignment, I didn't know how to work a Bible. Nobody had ever taught me that. So my friend was very patient with me and telling me how to look up verses and and answer it. So I did that. and, And then that's where I actually first encountered the person of Jesus Christ, because I didn't know who he was and what he had done for me. Mm. And so I was very um, on fire and, uh, you know, doing that for a number of years uh, and kind of just went to the Presbyterian church for those years. And, um, but then when it was time for her to go to kindergarten, we sent her to the Catholic school. And so I was like, I got to start going back to Mass. And when I went and I heard the readings in the gospel, I'm like, oh, "Hey, that comes from scripture." <laughs> oh, yeah. I was completely clueless before uh-huh. that. And uh, and then so then I started looking for Catholic Bible studies. And then I was so blessed when we went back to San Diego and, and I found this one. Um, so, uh,
1: yeah, this should be probably the premier Bible study group for Catholic Catholic women. I've never heard of that many people doing a, a Bible study together. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, what, what people don't know is when, when you, this is the oddity that I have, like when you consider how Jesus is the most kind, the most generous, the most loving, the most powerful person that ever walked the earth, why would you not want to know him with, you know, with all those attributes, right? Yeah. And 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 imagine that he wants to have a relationship with you, the kindest, the strongest, the most powerful, the miraculous, the one who heals, the one who delivers, the one who saves, He wants to know you more than we want to know him and he already knows us, but he wants, it's like when you have a little kid, um, and you love them just with all you have. But when they turn to you and they put their arms up, to you picked up, like they want you, that's when you're just so like
0: embracing the
1: love. Right. Mm -hmm. Because even though, you know, the child loves you, you want to see the desire that they love you. Yeah. And they, and he does, and so it, it pains me when I look at so many people who don't even, they don't even have the the, the gumption to even want to know who he is. Mm-hmm. Like if I say, you know, do you know Jesus? Like who cares? Yeah. And I'm like, who cares? Like you, I clearly don't know who he is because if you knew what he did, you would not say who cares, right? But that's where we are in this world. It's a very dangerous place for many people that, that have that um, completely apathetic attitude, right? Mm-hmm. But isn't it true, like, Once you start knowing him, not just through what we know through scripture, but through the personal relationship of how he really becomes your everything, which is what he wanted, right? Mm -hmm. He said, you know, I have to be ahead of everything, even your spouse, your children, everything. Uh, And that sounds, for some people, that sounds like somewhat like um, not callous, but like, oh, you know, I, I, I can't love him more than my wife or my husband. But actually you can. Because love is not a pizza pie that you cut up and once <laughs> you give away those slices, it's gone. With love with God, it actually multiplies the love. You have more when you give yourself to Him, right? So true. Yeah. And better. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That is very true. I love that um, analogy you gave of the child wanting to jump back in the arms. Mm-hmm. It's a great visual. And that's what, you know, you pray. You pray that you have a, everyone has a desire. To know, I mean, I'm so thankful. I don't, you know, that my daughter asked the questions and put that curiosity in me and made me want to step up and to be able to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, because before I was just, eh, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. have a clue, didn't yeah. have a desire. So I just pray for everyone to have that desire to make that step.
1: Yeah, and that's I preached on desire yesterday, actually, yeah. which is an odd thing because it's not something I preach about a lot, but. Um, for the people out there who don't have a deep uh, desire to go to church, to pray the rosary, to have a relationship with God, then back up a step and pray for the desire to be there, because we do we do follow what we desire. You know, we're, we're, you know, I think the scripture says where your heart is, they, that's where you'll find your love. Um, and I know this to be true because I was at a healing mass years ago, and I was still a seminarian, but the priest had a gift of healing. And he asked people to line up and come down the aisle and he would pray with them individually. Mm -hmm. And these two older women came together. And one was the person that wanted the healing and the other was her friend. And I'm standing next to the priest. I'm watching this front row seat. Um, And what would you like healing for? And the friend answers, she wants to quit smoking. And I'm thinking, why didn't she answer? Like it's her body. And the priest goes, do you want to quit smoking? And she goes, no. (laughs) i don't so her friend wanted her to quit smoking so the priest being a wise man said well let's back up a step and we'll pray for the desire to quit smoking and that's what he prayed for and a week later she quit smoking like this is like a 60-year addiction imagine but she didn't have the desire so desire is important so if you don't have the desire pray for the desire and god's going to give it to you
0: yes but they also have to pray for the
1: sire. Is yeah. it enough that we ask them yeah. to do it? <laughs> to, to, it could be for yeah. some people. I mean, it depends on your situation. Parents have tremendous influence and power over their children. So if you're praying for desire for your kids, there's a good chance they're gonna get it. But if the person prayed for themselves, that's, you know, well, why not both? Mm-hmm. Mother and child pray for the desire. But uh, some people are just so off the radar they don't even know to do that. And they're probably not listening to battle already. So mm-hmm. for them, we would intercede. Yeah. Yeah. That's so tell us some of the amazing things that are the fruit that's come out of this prayer group.
0: Uh, well, uh, I, I like to, having just been to Medjugorje with you in, in April, I, I think about the five stones, and that was, you know, one of them. And eventually, because of that relationship, it led me to, you know, a stronger uh, desire to go to Mass. And receive the Eucharist, to return t- to confession, um, and uh, what is it? prayer, uh, scripture,
1: fasting. Fast.
0: Okay, that I have to work on, but I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, confession, confession, yeah. So it's it's really helped me dive completely into the deep end of the sacramental life. And, um, and then the fellowship of women and believers, I mean, mm-hmm. it's been tremendous mm-hmm. um, because you do have, it's so important to be around like-minded people. And I found yes. that especially during COVID times, mm-hmm. um, while the world was, you know, going crazy, I had just such wonderful support, wonderful friends that we could just be in this and mm-hmm. with hope and and. Sanity. Mm-hmm. Um I think fellowship has been extremely important. And then just watching um, you know, my family grow in faith. Um through especially being part of women's Christian Fellowship because I learned to pray for my children in a special way and have a daughter that's a missionary and you know, I think a lot of that comes from mm-hmm. the prayer um of all of the women mm-hmm. there too. So it's 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 just been beautiful.
1: It is so important because the world has grown darker and colder and crueler in the last few decades. I mean, just, I'm I'm completely almost in unbelief at the stories coming out of Israel of what was done to Uh. these poor people from the massacre. But, you know, I don't know how people can just slaughter other people with such malice and hatred, and they don't even know them. It's not like this is somebody that harmed you. These are innocent kids at a concert. But yesterday, the first inaugural program from Father Michael O'Connor debuted right after Battle Ready. And I got a chance to listen to it. And he his big thrust is going to be, so this is going to be every Tuesday at 930 Central. He's going to be talking about um, some catechesis because he realizes a lot of people need to build a little more education in the faith, which we can all say we, we did and encouragement he said we need encouragement because the devil is all about discouragement and despair so we need to be encouraged and i think when you're in it, this is one of the things i do miss from religious life because when i was in a religious community three nights a week we had dinner together the whole community so 80 hermits would eat dinner together and at the end of dinner The superior would always ask, does anyone have anything you want to share about what the Lord's doing in your life? So, like, three people would give us sharing about what God's doing. And it was always amazing, often miraculous things, right? So if you're going through a a period where you're in the valley, but then you're hearing about these mountaintop experiences that other people are having, and you know your turn is coming, it really does pull you through and get you excited. Like, look what God's doing. I can't tell you the miracles. We see them weekly, just weekly. And it was amazing. But that comes from being with other people who are also on the journey, right? On the road. Yes. Yeah.
0: And that's interesting because we we do do that at Women's Christian Fellowship. There's a time at the end of uh, the study each week where everyone wants to stand up and gives a praise report of something that we, we have a prayer basket or, you know, something how God has answered prayer. And those are so encouraging because you will pick up something that a person said, and then you can apply it to your own life. You can praise God for, for answering the prayer. It's, it's it's very encouraging.
1: It is. And it's necessary. You know, Jesus didn't do all those miracles just for the sake of the miracle for the person. He also knew they would be documented and they would be given to us in the word. Right. And when we're having a challenging day, it's always good to read about what his, he's, limitless in his capacity to to help people, and sometimes in ways uh, that we would never expect. But what's different about post-ascension uh, Christianity is that now that the cross is victorious, the cross is now a weapon to crush Satan. And I wish people would understand this. So not every time you, when you have a cross, don't always look at it like this is some hardship that's a burden. And it can feel that way, of course, but It's also God saying, I'm promoting you in my army. This cross is going to promote you and give you more authority to wield this weapon to smash Satan's head. Wow. Yeah, that's what it does. Because we're part of the mystical body. And so when we're connected to Jesus in this body, we are given, afforded the same power he had in a a smaller degree to The same thing he did on the cross. What did he do on the cross? He opened heaven. He showered grace upon the earth. He brought new life. He set man on fire with his love. We have the same capacity when we unite our crosses to his to do the same thing. Heaven is open maybe for one in particular person. Grace has come down and shower the whole earth with his love. Hearts are softened and open to him. I mean, all these miraculous things happen. And if you're looking at the cross that way, you'll never have a bad day. Mm. Because every day is going to be a good day. Because whether you're and you're getting grace to enjoy the day or getting the graces to endure the day for the sake of saving souls, it's going to be a good day. Right. Amen. Yes. That's awesome. Ah, first time it. I, you know, maybe I never talked about it. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We have like two minutes. What else can you tell us? What's important to know? What's a, what's an encouraging word for the, the, our listeners?
0: Uh, if you have never opened a Bible you still can, uh, don't be, um, intimidated. Uh, the Bible in a year podcast is a, a great start. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will show you how to work it. If you don't have a really good friend to sit with you, like I did uh-huh. to do it and then, and then seek out fellowship. Um, and cause the app is great and, and the Bible and listening is great, but it's, it's sharing with other people. That's right. So important
1: and this could be as easy as you know if you just go to daily mass at your church the, the early mass in the morning you can find other people you could just say does anybody want to do a little bible study with me maybe once a week for 30 minutes there'll be people that will say yes and and if you want it to even be bigger once you get your your feet wet you can go to the pastor and say hey can we advertise in the bulletin for a, a group to gather to study the scriptures and he might be concerned well do i have to be there and you know yeah. put this on my calendar you could say no we have a leader who seems to know what we're doing. And if you don't, you can follow. Like Jeff Cabins has an amazing yes. program you can follow. So you really can't go off the path too far. Um, and if you're just doing it on your own, start with the New Testament. It's a lot easier to engage if you go in through New Testament than diving into parts of the Old. Some of the Old Testament would be very confusing if it's the first time you open the Bible. So start with the New. I mean, the Gospels would be ideal. And then uh, then you start asking the Lord, where do you want to go next? And see what he does, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. All right. Thank you so much, Jessica. It has been a quick and, and fruitful half hour, but we're just about out of time. So let's uh, do a little prayer, okay? All right. Heavenly Father, we ask you at this very moment, pour down your spirit upon all these listeners. Open their hearts to your gifts of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Give them perfect deference to your perfect will. Give them a desire to seek you in the word of God, that they would be inflamed with this great love for you and they would have this insatiable desire to seek more of you in all things. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is Father Dan signing out. Thank you so much for listening to the Radio Maria Podcasts. It's thanks to listeners like you who donate that enable us to continue delivering quality content to listeners around the world. If you'd like to contribute and help us keep spreading the message of Our Lady's Son, please consider making a donation. You can reach us at 888 408 or simply visit our Donations tab on our website at radiomaria.us. Your generosity truly makes a difference. This has been a Radio Maria production.